you know, when we notice these old thought patterns coming in, being like, oh, look how cute that is. And I'm going to think about this instead, because that's not real. So again, we go back to the evidence. Oh, I have no evidence to support that. That's a gremlin voice from my past. I'm going to, I have the evidence over here that shows I am successful. I am strong. I am confident. I am able to do things. I, I do know stuff. Like you just said, I know stuff. <laughs> like really being able to tap into that uh, restructuring of the thoughts that are somebody else's that aren't even yours to begin with. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. are listening to the Get Up Girl podcast. I am your gal, Joanna Vargas, and I have the pleasure of speaking with the beautiful Kara Elizabeth, and she is a an embodiment and spiritual guide. And I'm really excited to learn more about that because, you know, you just told me right now, Kara, that the difference between, you didn't tell me exactly, but I do want to get a little bit further, a difference between a guide and a coach. So we're going to talk about that as well, because my body just lit up as I heard that. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Up Girl show. Kara, I'm excited to have you, girl. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and just so honored that you asked me to join you today. I'm so glad. Yeah, you're from Arizona. I'm in Los Angeles. If anybody's familiar with the U.S. there. And so we met at an event last year. Gosh, a year mm -hmm. and a half ago, it felt like. It feels like yeah. Yeah, also like five years ago. And yes, <laughs> that was, that was a lot of fun. So I want to jump in. Let's jump right in because I love to just have, you know, fly on the wall talks. Like I like to call them, like you and I are just going to chat and people are like a fly on the wall. Tell me about what it is to be a guide as compared to a coach. Absolutely. And so this is a transition that I've made because I spent 15 years being a psychotherapist and then I called myself a coach and now I've transitioned into guide. And so for me, my definition of guide is really the awareness and the complete embodiment that my clients, the people that come to me have everything they already need. But it's like when you go into a forest, when you go on, you know, a hike or a trail, you need somebody to show you the way back into where you're going. And that's what my purpose as a guide is, is to help guide women back, you know, through the, the trees, through the, the crap that, that, that's been covering the, the trail and help them find the trail back into their heart, back into the essence of who they are. And that's what I feel is the difference between a guide versus a coach where, you know, I really am guiding them home versus coaching them through anything. I absolutely love that. Cause I love to say, what do you know? Mm -hmm. you, know, you already know. And it's interesting because as I tell my clients, but I'm like the same to myself as I look in the mirror, Joanna, what do you know? What do you know mm -hmm. here? You already, it's, I think yes. uh, uh, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, and you know, <laughs> and when she clicks her heels and mm -hmm. uh, the fairy godmother says, you already have what you need, or what does she say? Something like that. Like everything you've yeah, you you've had yeah the whole time exactly something like that it's been a yeah. long time since i've seen that movie but i know what you're talking about 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And I was just thinking, I so want to see that movie again. Throw that on the list. But do you think that when clients hire coaches or things of that nature, that they are assuming that they want the answers and to be told what to do? I mean, I know I was there many years ago. Yeah. And I've been there as well too. Like where, yes, I hire the coach thinking I'm going to get the the magic answer to solve my problem, to heal whatever trauma or whatever problem I'm having. And then a lot of times I felt disappointed and it's, it's because that expectation that I was putting into it versus recognizing what coaching really is or what guidance really is about is there's still so much work that we have to do the work. Like the coaches can give us the tools, but if we don't pick them up and use them, not everything's going to be the same when you're finished with that program than when you started. I like how you said expectations. And I truly know that right now that we're shifting more in this world, in this planet to more mm-hmm. coaching and things of that nature, right? And kind of shifting the way we learn and the way that we start businesses. And a lot of people are hiring coaches, guides. Mm-hmm. And what I'm noticing and what I'm aware of, because like you said, you were there, I was there. I've hired many coaches where I got angry because they didn't solve my problem. And until years later, I was able to look at it and go, oh, okay, that was my choice. I, I wanted them to like literally do it for me. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. to do anything. I wanted I thought they would just come in and, and do the website for me and do my yes. for me. I'm like, oh, and I heard this on a podcast, Kara, that that we do go into hiring these coaches and then we feel quote unquote, like we got burned. So Mm -hmm. then kind of have a bad, um, I'm going to say thought about coaching. So then you go and then you may think that they're all like that or that you didn't get your money's worth. And then it kind of gives a bad rep to coaching and to not do your Mm -hmm. due diligence and things of that nature. So I've noticed throughout the years that it's been harder to get clients for coaching because I think they've been quote unquote burned, but really not. It's because our expectations are so much different than what it actually is. So what are your thoughts about that? Yes, I agree with all of that because I have done the exact same thing. You're basically saying my story where I've hired people and then gotten so pissed off and angry about them not solving the problem. And that's also a piece of like what I like to do is yes, I agree with you that, um, people get burned and then they don't hire coaches because they think it's a waste of money. They think it's a scam. They think it's a a pyramid scheme. And I ran into that even in therapy as well, because people would do the same thing. They would have bad therapeutic experiences and so not go back to therapy either. And so this is a common thread in any hiring any service or hiring anybody to support anything that you do. And what is so important, Joanna, that I, is that we take accountability for our part in things. So if we get burned in a situation, there's always a part that we play. And often we're so focused on blaming other people and blame is such a low vibration energy that we get sucked into this vortex of low vibration because we blame the other person for not solving our problem versus seeing our part in it and taking our responsibility and our accountability for what for the role we played in that relationship. I'm really br- glad you brought that up, Kara, because... <clears throat> Lately, for myself, I've been in a season of, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it melancholy, you know, kind sure. of where it's it's been longer than usual. And what I'm aware of, because I've been asking a lot of questions like, what is this? And getting really curious about it and without judging it, you know, because I want to judge that I'm feeling this, right? So yes. it's a, a little bit different than in the past. But what I'm aware of currently and the season that I'm in is that it has been 
difficult for me to forgive because I am in the blame. So at least I'm aware that I'm blaming. Okay. Yeah. Before I would have no, it is their fault. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> blaming. I'm so uh, appreciative to all these people in my life. But something mm-hmm. happened. I don't know. I'm like, what is it? I just feel like I'm I'm not as resilient as I was when I was younger, Kara. Okay. And when we say resilient, it's almost like moving on. Mm-hmm. It's bothering yeah. me more now. And I admit, is that I'm older, such a cliche, or is it that I have more onion layers to my life? And it's very, yeah, very different because the triggers are much more triggering than they were many, many years ago, where before I would move on, but was I really moving on? So what do you right. think? Have you noticed that a lot with clients? Yes. And so you're hitting on such great points is when we were younger and we just moved on, we really just didn't deal with it. We really just didn't work through the problem. (laughs) So now, so when you said more onion layers, yes, you have more onion layers that are piling on top. And what I call the volcano effect is happening is where you can't put any more layers on top. And eventually if we don't start to peel back these layers and actually resolve these things, you're going to explode. Or implode. People do one of two things. They explode or they implode. Okay. I think a couple of years ago I've exploded. And now I think mm-hmm. I'm really processing it. Really mm-hmm. processing it. So it feels yeah. uncomfortable. That's the yeah. uncomfortable melancholy feel because I'm processing it. Oh my yeah. gosh, you so hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And I want to judge the heck out of it through it. You know, I want to like get mad yeah. at myself. So that's another process as well for me. Okay, so let's yeah. say uh, I'm one of your clients and I'm, I've been on the lower vibration like more often. What would you suggest that I do? So the first thing is with this is you talk about judging and you want to judge that younger part of you. And it's so much about compassion. We have to find that place of getting that compassion for that younger part because that younger part of you was just trying to protect you. She didn't have the resources. She didn't have the support to move through and process through that in the moment. So she covered it up and she moved on. And so there's such a piece of that of, we wanna blame ourselves. We wanna hold ourselves you know, responsible and judge ourselves. That's just furthering our low vibration energy. And so when we can really come to this point of like, okay, I can see this, I know this is happening. I know that there are layers upon layers of this, um, this experience, this emotion, whatever it is. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to honor it and saying, I am so appreciative of you younger self that kept me safe and kept me moving forward because I am here now. I have this podcast now. I have this, this platform now because you did what you had to do to survive. Mm. And when we can really have that compassion for ourselves and in this part of us and this experience, we can then start to loosen up some of that judgment and create space for us to really peel back these layers because then she'll feel safe. She's not going to clam up thinking that you're going to, you know, get pissed off at her or, you know, anything, you know, judge her. She'll be able to release some of even that blame, even some of that resistance that she's having to moving forward and moving through these experiences. Mm. That really resonated with me because I've done a lot of, um, I'm going to say processes and work with my younger, let's call her my five-year-old self, but I haven't done Mm -hmm. it with the 20-year-old self. 
<laughs> I get a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> Mute me. What is that about, right? I'm trying to say that, Here's the thing. That's your throat. You're talking. You're speaking something that's like, oh, no, we got to clam up. Like, it's Sarah, a dramatic right? All of a sudden, I'm, this happened twice during the podcast. All of a sudden, I wanted to cough. And I'm like, okay, there's something in my, that I need. I want to speak that I have not spoken to the 20, 30-year-old Joanna. I've only talked to the five-year-old and really mm, rekindled that relationship with her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I jumped to the girl woman now. Right. And we have so many different parts. Like we don't have just, you know, we talk about inner child work, but it's really inner children work. It's inner younger selves work. We have all of these different parts. Every time you experience something in life, and you got stuck and you didn't process that emotion, that version of you lives inside of you. And so again, it's really peeling that, peeling back that layer and healing all of these parts of ourselves that are stuck at this age because we didn't, we didn't give them a voice and we didn't honor what they were feeling. Okay, so anybody listening or, or myself and it kind of stuck in that time, mm -hmm. what would you then do or suggest? Um, I would suggest getting some support to start with because doing this journey and this work alone is very challenging, but also taking some time to really sit and sit in quiet, which can be very challenging. Meditation can be very challenging when we're just starting out, but even like one or two minutes of just sitting in and just noticing what comes up and writing it down and starting to notice the patterns of the thoughts. And a lot of times they're going to be negative thoughts or limiting thoughts, but starting to notice the patterns and exploring where did that come from? Is that my voice or is that something I heard repeatedly as a child or in my younger self? Do I really believe that now or what is the evidence for this now versus, you know, maybe there's evidence against it that we're just not looking at because we're so focused on the negative thought that's always been there. Hmm. Let's go deeper into that about the evidence. Yeah. Because are we finding the evidence to make ourselves right? Mm -hmm. okay. We'll often see the evidence to support the vibration that we're in. Mm. So if we're in a lower vibration, we're turned towards the evidence that's going to support that lower vibration. And it's just like when you're turning towards your shadow mm -hmm. and you're looking at the darkness, you're looking at the shadow, all you need to do is turn around and you'll be in the light. But that can be very challenging because we're so entranced by that shadow by that negative limiting belief that sometimes it's really hard to turn and look at the light. Hmm. That's really, I love that. I just wrote that down. We will see the evidence of the vibration we're in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm on a lower vibrating scale, a uh, lower vibrating level, so to speak, mm -hmm. and so you would suggest moving up the vibrational scale first, or look away from the, the shadow first or go to the vibrational upscale first? So it, it depends. Everybody is different. And so it's, it's kind of like a playing with it and see what works for you. Sometimes looking into the shadow and, and witnessing what is there. So looking into that limiting belief or that negative thought pattern or behavior pattern. So we can see it and we can take accountability for it. Sometimes that awareness is really helpful. And then we can start to kind of dissect like where this came from and where this started and what do I want to happen? Because lot, often like we get stuck in this negativity, but we don't want it. We want this opposite. The problem is if we're in this negative low vibration, 
the opposite vibration isn't going to come in. We, we can't manifest that because we're stuck over here. Yeah. So we need to be kind of witnessing where we are, witness where we want to go and start to look at what are the steps? Like, how can I take a small step every day? How can I be aware of these negative thoughts when they come in and check them, challenge them and see, okay, what's real? What's the evidence to support this? Oh, there is none because I have this much evidence to support that I'm not a failure, that I am a success. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to focus on the evidence that supports that I'm a success and start to move into that vibration of I'm abundant or I'm successful. But it does take a foundation work of like really setting ourselves up for this shift in vibration because we can't just go from low to high. And I mean, we can, and some people do go really low and really high, but then it's like a, like a, a shift that's nonstop of low, high, low, high, low, high. If we want to be able to manage the vibration, we need to be able to give ourselves a space to slowly increase and get to that place where we have that happy medium. And then we can continue to rise and we know our new baseline. So it takes that solid foundation. What is your environment? Are you in the environment to be in high vibration? Are you taking care of your body to be in high vibration? Or are you putting low vibration food and and um, consuming low vibration uh, like shows and, and media and all of that. So really setting up your foundation to shift your vibration into a higher state of being. Mm -hmm. When you say baseline found, mm -hmm. um, vibration, yeah, uh, give me an example of that. How would you know what your baseline is? Well, it's kind of seeing what's the most common, what's the most... Um, uh, where are you at most right now? So you're, if you're in a low vibration state, if you've been there for a long time, your baseline may be very low, um, but that doesn't feel good. Like you may think that your baseline is very low, but that doesn't really feel good. And when you really start to think and look back at times in your life when you felt pretty good, really recognizing like, oh, I've gone below my baseline, which is why I feel really low. Hmm. Because my baseline traditionally was more of a middle ground. And so really starting to acknowledge when I'm in a really low vibration, we're below that like happy medium of like flowing where I can, I can manage the ups and downs of life yeah. pretty, um, pretty easily. Yep. And it doesn't like ruin my whole life. I'm not like spending like five hours on my couch, you know, zoning out to TV every night. You know, I can, I can, I can have a bad day, but then tomorrow is going to be great. Yes. Okay. That makes total sense. Cause my baseline is traditionally higher than it is right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, it feels like uh, the last month coming out of the pandemic, so to speak, that has been a trigger for me, you know, and have sure. you noticed that with yeah. other clients, like there's just a lot going on. And I'm like, Absolutely. wow, it was actually pretty good during the pandemic. Looking back at it, I'm like, what is it? Things are opening up. The baseline is going lower. That's very interesting. So yeah. So what happened a lot with the pandemic is we, first of all, if you remember the beginning of the pandemic, people had a lot of low vibration too, because again, we were shifting from our norm into this shutdown. Well, then we, we created this new norm. We got comfortable. We're shifting again, Kara. That's what it is, Kara. Yes, exactly. So I just got goosebumps. Yes. It's like, oh, I got a new norm. Now I got to get another norm. Yes. Exactly. And any shift, any major shift, you know, any change like that will, will often trigger this in our body of like, we have to like honor, like that transition change is hard. And your body is like, Oh no, we, we got used to this over here. We were safe over here. And we were told being outside was 
harmful. And now you want me to go outside? Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a pinball. Well, mm -hmm. so interesting because at the beginning of the pandemic, where most people were at a low vibration or, or you know, kind of nervous, freaking out, whatever you want to call it, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> I was like, yay! And I wonder if because I wanted to escape from that reality that I had prior, you know, and then, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It could have been, yeah, it could have been like an easy, like, oh, forced shift. Okay, well, this has got to happen. I've got to change. Here it is. Um, that, yeah, you were excited for it. It could yeah. also be that, I mean, maybe deep down inside, you got a little bit of a introvert going yes. for you and you, you love what you're like, I got to stay in my house. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cause I am such a, like a high functioning introvert. Oh, you get to take a vacation and like work from home. Cool. I like this. Yeah. And there was like a little bit of shame that like, I liked it, you know? So this, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a new norm again. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm confused. Which, which, what are we doing? So my body kind of feels like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And so again, we just need to like hold ourselves in our body and be like, it's okay. I get it. Like you're confused. I'm confused too. The world is confused. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody knows what to think or <laughs> feel or believe anymore about anything. So well, it's I'm honoring that. Exactly. It's, it's honoring that. And it's like, we're gently going to move forward together one step at a time, one step at a time. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Anybody else listening out there, you know, yeah, I'm speaking for that gal that's like, yes, thank you. Uh, and anybody else that's like feeling great, awesome. Awesome to you too. Mm -hmm. Are yeah. there names to your levels that you have similar to like Abraham or, or what do you give the the levels? Any kind of numbers or uh, names? So like the levels to vibration? Yeah. Um. So I don't really have them named, uh, you know, I, I kind of do, you know, a four system level of like raising the vibration, which is, you know, affecting you know, the environment. I talk about the environments, our emotions, um, our, why can't I think of the third one? And then our spirituality, okay. <laughs> the oh, embod embodiment, sorry, there's three E's and an S. So yes, it's, it's environment, embodiment emotions and, and soul or spiritual level. And so we really work on creating, again, like they said, the solid foundation from the most um, tangible, from the most matter, which is our environment, mm -hmm. to our body inward into that essence of who we are, which is, you know, who we really are is our essence. It has nothing to do with this body or, you know, this, this physical world. It is the essence that's always alive inside of us. For environment, which I'm uh, just really transitioning pre-pandemic yeah. my environment was the last thing like who cares there's dirty dishes and my bed's never made and like things like that I'm like because I gotta mm -hmm. do things and then yeah. with the pandemic I really started to make my bed every day like 100 mm -hmm. and clean my house and take pride in cleaning my house um yes with that what else would you say is environment are you saying everything I physically see or also friends and, and television, things like that? Yes. So friends, what you consume, you know, I really like to, to support my clients in finding a, even if it's a corner of a room that they can put whatever makes them feel, you know, connected. Um, I have like a little altar space with like candles and incense and crystals and all the things. So also creating a space that's really just safe, that's yours especially when we live in homes with families, you know, sometimes it's really hard. And, but if you can have one little space where you meditate or where you have like your, um, your safe space, that's really important, but absolutely the people, um, the people you interact with, the places you go, the things you do, 
all affect, you know, where you live. If you live somewhere you hate, it's going to be really hard for you to ever feel safe. Like we can create a sense of safety, but if it's not where you feel comfortable, um, it's about talking about what would it look like or how can we find, you know, since we are here right now, how can we find the positive things even about this place? Because I'll be honest, Arizona is not my place. Mm-hmm. But I do have a love and I do have a peace with it. For years, I didn't. But I do have a love and a peace for this is where I'm at right now. And I need to find the connection to this space for me to feel safe and whole and able to move forward. Kira, how did you do that for anybody listening that's in a transition and in a house or city or state or province mm-hmm. that they're not really in love with as I, yeah. I love my house. I really have fallen in love with my mm-hmm. house. Like I just awesome. have this love affair, right? I talk to her. Awesome. <laughs> yet where I physically live, I'm not in love. So that is like mm-hmm. a, and it's a, it's an yeah. in and out of love. What would you suggest? The easiest thing to do is gratitude. Find the place, find the gratitude in it. I'm so thankful for this earth that I'm walking on, for the support Mm -hmm. of this place, for the lessons that I, because we're here and we're in these places for a lesson, um, for the lessons and the teachings you're offering me here. Um, And then, you know, going out and finding, again, like just like in your house, finding a corner, finding a park or a street or a, a beach or a mountain or whatever that does feel like home or does feel like you do feel more connected to within where you're at. So for me, it's two and a half hours away. I drive up to Sedona and I go up there multiple times a month because being on the land and just being in that, that nature versus being in the city is so supportive for me and my, um, my spiritual growth and just feeling connected. I feel like I can breathe. So, you know, finding the place within the space that you're in that does, that you do feel connected to, but also just being grateful for where you're at and that you're alive and that you're breathing. That was really good, Kara. Thank you. Every morning I do, you know, three appreciations, what I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and three, what I'm excited for. Like, what am I excited for yeah, today? I love that. I want to add that in because I usually give, you know, the top three that are obvious or at that moment, but I'm going to, I'm going to get curious about things mm-hmm. like that. Get curious about the earth and where I'm walking. I would really encourage you to do that because yes, it's easy to have like the top three that are easy, but if we can dive deeper, that's where the true appreciation is. Cause sometimes again, even though we list those three, I'm so grateful for those are easy. It's easy to be grateful for those things. What's underneath the easy. Like, cause again, we all know what's easy. Isn't always um, what's going to make us grow or lead us to growth. We have to dig deeper to what's maybe not so easy all the time. That is so good because I normally, my top three, there's like a few that always will make the top three. You know what I mean? I'm like, but I'm yes. so thankful for them. So I'm going to just say it again. Well, yes. like said, let's, let's go a little bit deeper and like, <laughs> something. yes, like, okay, I, I love that. Yes. Thank you so much. And mm-hmm. what else? And what yes. else? Okay. Love that. Cause I'm going to add that in. And oh, I would also suggest putting your bare feet to the ground. Have you ever heard of earthing? Yes. Yes. So there's (laughs) always barefoot. (laughs) Good. Awesome. Yeah. So for anybody listening, earthing is really getting your feet and your, even your hands or your whole body on the earth and allowing the, the electromagnetic field of the earth to really help us resonate with nature. And 
the more that we can do with this in like five, 10, 15 minutes a day, just having yourself breathing and letting yourself be held by the earth. That is something that's also helped me to embrace where I am because at the end of the day, the earth is, is the same. The earth is the earth. And if we can appreciate and be held by the earth here, we can appreciate and be held by the earth anywhere, but it's mm-hmm. about giving so much grace and gratitude to this earth that we're living in um, and living on and just letting her really hold us. Yes. Did you hear me? I was like, mm, every time I do that, like, <laughs> that's an amen girl. <laughs> it's, I think of it like, oh, I need to take a vacation and I need to go here. But earth is earth. Why do I have to go to that part of the earth to experience yeah. earth? <laughs> oh, so cute. Yeah. All right. Love it. The second one, emotions. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that one because I'm going to say for anybody else out there, or maybe you're not, but I'm a pretty emotional gal. Like mm-hmm. uh, I feel everything and I show everything. It's very hard for yeah. me to show it and to not uh, physically. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> I will cry everything all in five seconds and it's not just like so or the people that are the opposite so let's talk about that Uh uh-huh yeah so again with emotions we've touched on a lot of them already we've touched on gratitude we've touched on forgiveness and then the other ones I like to focus on are love and generosity so again really allowing ourselves to feel the forgiveness to feel the love the generosity and the gratitude those are things that are going to really help us raise our vibration. Like when we're in these lower vibration of anxiety or depression or anger or rage or anything, when we can find that forgiveness, a lot of times it's forgiveness for ourselves, but also recognizing, cause I hear a lot, I don't, they don't deserve to be forgiven. Forgiveness is never for the other person. The other person is never even going to know that you forgave them. It is not about them. I know. <laughs> You are the one that's holding, I know you're the one that's holding on to that anger and that grudge. Release it. You don't deserve it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, that's where I am right now. I'm in, like I was telling you a lot of um, releasing of past relationships with people, with all just human beings on this planet and noticing, wow, I'm really holding on to a lot of stuff that I thought I let go, but I am not. And that has been my season right now is forgiveness. Awesome. And and it's not necessarily that you haven't forgiven. It's just you're you're reaching, peeling back a new layer. There's Ooh. a new depth. There's a new depth of forgiveness. So again, we forgive on the layer that we're at. Ooh. And if you're at the surface layer, you need to peel back and get to the deeper layer. Kara, ding, ding, ding. That's it. I'm like, Man, I've forgiven so many times. I've done so much journaling. I'm like, how much more can I forgive? because I am a new person. I just came out of a mm-hmm. year and a half pandemic. Like I'm a different person. Yes. yes. And it's like, Ooh, where's that? And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that judgment. I want to judge myself for not forgiving. And I'm like, but I already forgave. And why is there such yeah. anger? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just a new layer. You've just hit a new layer. Wow. Okay. That was really awesome. Okay. Embodiment. One of my favorite words, but Yes, mine too. So embodiment is so much of, um, in my experience with raising that vibration is going to be eliminating toxins. And so again, really trying to clean up, you know, your body, your temple, this is the only body you're going to have. This is your vehicle for your essence for the who you are. So again, it's not who you are, but it's holding and carrying who you are. And if we want to raise vibration, if we want to elevate or awaken or grow or whatever you want to call it, we have to take care of this, this physical space. 
so that your essence can can transcend and can move up. And so it can be anything from, you know, really being mindful of what you're eating and drinking, um, what you're using around the house, household cleaners, and what you're putting on your body, like kind of everything. And this doesn't mean we're never going to be perfect. It's not about being perfect, but it's about that intention of being conscious and of taking care of your temple, of your body. Um, so I, I talk about, you know, high vibration nutrition in this, but also the movement piece. So definitely like, how are you moving your body? How are you um, embracing the physical essence and the physical form of your body and taking care of it um, so that you can live a long physical life of this, this journey, um, but that your body can be, again, your temple. How do you care communicate with your body? Because I've been on this journey of being best friends with my body for the last couple of mm -hmm. years, asking the question. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, what would it look like if I was best friends with my body and really getting curious mm -hmm. and having this like girlfriend relationship with her? Like asking yes. her questions, talking to her, what do you want? Rather than my brain assumes what's mm -hmm. good for her. Like, oh, I just saw awesome. this commercial. You have to do this. And she's like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love that. So talking to your body and allowing your body to speak to you. So we have 80% of our nerve fibers go from our body to our brain. 80%. 80%. We spend so much time focusing on telling our bodies what to do when your body is giving you all these messages. And here's the thing. Your body is speaking to you every day and it might sound like a whisper. If you do not listen to the whispers, it will get louder. And the getting louder means you're going to get illnesses. You're going to get sick. You're going to get major illnesses at times. You're going to have chronic fatigue. You're going to have all, that's all your body's way of telling you it needs something that you haven't listened to mm -hmm. up until now. And it's got to get your attention somehow. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Such a different a relationship I have with my body, Kara, down to like, if I have a headache and I'll ask, mm -hmm. Hey body, what is this? What is this? Mm -hmm. How can I shift this? And I'll just get an yeah. awareness. It could be anywhere from drink a glass of water to mm -hmm. take a nap or go take a yeah. shower or it's somebody else's. And I'm just feeling their headache of, yeah. you know, somebody, I mean, but right away in the past, I would go right away for that Advil, like mm -hmm. right away, yeah. not even ask. The 80%, I'm like, screw you, I'm not even listening. The ad, right. there's a commercial and it said that I need this for a headache, right? Yes, and so that's going to be part of, again, that in, that what you're ingesting, those commercials are doing their job. They're they're, But they are a toxin. Those commercials yeah. are a toxin to your system of like subconsciously training your brain and your body to think it needs the Advil. When you can have a glass of water, take a nap, you know, use some essential oils or give yourself a little massage and your headache will will dissipate yeah it, it goes back to that first thing that we talked about we know the answers we know what we need mm -hmm. but we think yes. advil knows more than we know or the commercial knows more than we know yeah we've been trained our society has trained us to not be focused on ourselves to focus externally for the answers yes and this is the thing Woo. absolutely yeah yes mm. That's the biggest thing that I've taken away from everything is I know stuff, but I was taught <laughs> for many, many years, Tara, you're yes. done. You don't know stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I was a yep. robot. I don't know anything. I just ask everybody else. I'm like, yeah. wait, 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 what do I know? What do you know, jo uh, body? Mm -hmm. no Absolutely. Yeah, and it's a whole like, um, I'm going to call it 
like a party or a journey that you have with mm-hmm. your body. It's like, ooh, what is this? Yeah. This headache. Okay. Rather than we automatically want to judge the headache. We automatically mm-hmm. want to judge the pain. And what if pain right. is information? What if what if pain is power? But we're taught Absolutely. that pain is not power. Pain is debilitating. Pain is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we try to, we try to push it away. We try to get rid of the pain versus listen to what it's, what it's message is. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Awesome. All right. Last one, spirituality and soul. Yes. So the soul is who we are. It's our essence. It's our you know personality, but also, you know, in here we talk about thoughts, beliefs, choices. And so really the first thing I always encourage people to do is start journaling and meditating. And it doesn't have to be long one or two minutes of just conscious breathing and one or two minutes of writing bullet points, just starting to really connect with yourself on that level. And then I call it real talk with yourself, like get real, like get real with yourself, your accountability, real with who you are, what you like versus what other people have always told you to like, or, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, listening to your body, really opening up the space for you to uncover who you are beyond any messages from the outside world. But we have to create that that space and that quietness so that your body can start to talk to you. Because we all know the noise out here and the commercials and all the old messages are really loud. We have to start to find that space to quiet those down. And then you know really starting to restructure our thoughts. You know, when we notice these old thought patterns coming in being like, "Oh, look how cute that is." And I'm going to think about this instead, because that's not real. So again, we go back to the evidence. Oh, I have no evidence to support that. That's a gremlin voice from my past. I'm going to, I have the evidence over here that shows I am successful. I am strong. I am confident. I am able to do things. I I do know stuff. Like you just said, I know stuff. (laughs) Like really being able to tap into that uh, restructuring of the thoughts that are somebody else's that aren't even yours to begin with. That was so fun. You said, oh, that's cute. That's so cute. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of how I talk to that. I talk to that pattern of mine that way. I'm like, oh, look how cute you are. Yeah, I love that. That's so light and fun. And rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, you're so cute. Because I can also see myself doing that with a judgment behind it. But yes, I, yes. if I can make it pretty light. Okay, that I really like that. I'm going to take that on. Uh, well, how can everybody get to, I guess, work with you? Do you do one-on-one coaching, Kara, or group? Yes. So I do one-on-one. I am going to be guiding. I I do one-on-one guidance. Um, I also am working on a group guidance program as well, but right now it's just one-on-one, but I am really excited. I am dropping a new kind of guidebook for raising your vibration on Friday. So if everybody wants to check me out on Instagram, it's Kara.Elizabeth and you'll be able to um, access that free guidebook that kind of goes over all of these things and gives you steps and prompts to help you raise your vibration. Ooh, guidebook. Okay. Is there a specific name for that? Or are you just calling it guidebook? It's just going to be a raise your vibration guidebook. Yeah. Raise your vibration. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We will definitely put that in the show notes. Everybody can, awesome. can get that from you. Go to her Instagram. Yeah. Kara, anything else before we, you know, say our, our goodbyes with a already having a higher vibration for myself and hopefully for yeah. No, I'm just so, you know, so grateful to be here and just so honored. And just, again, I guide what I know. So I don't ever guide anybody through something I haven't already been. So I have been in that low vibration. I've even been in, in it a couple of weeks ago, you know, just noticing that shift of in really having to work through this, these steps myself again. 
And there is no perfect and there is no always. We can't live in the high vibration, but we learn to flow with it and how to how to not let the lows go so low that we get stuck again. And so again, I know how it feels. So that's why I do what I do because I really want to support women and feeling that empowerment and their ability to to help themselves out of it. And I'm interested, oh, in that group guiding program. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really phenomenal. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Uh, Kara, thank you so much. This was such a oh, gift. And to talk about all those kind of environment, emotions, embodiment, spirituality, and soul that, I mean, I really, I took so many notes. I got a whole thing of notes right here. I'm so glad. So yeah. Thank you. Awesome. I'm going to take away the, you're so cute. And <laughs> the safe space, the environment mm -hmm. of my safe space. I have them sporadically throughout my house. And I wonder if anybody else, right? But like, it's mm -hmm. not really a, mm, like an anchor. It's not really like I can go yeah. and sit there. And... The only thing I can think of, Kara, is like my bathtub. That's my safe space. But even that's not even that inviting. So I'm going to really put some thought into that and have fun yeah. creating yes. that whole area. And Absolutely. really fun and sexy, you know, everybody <laughs> together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I hope everybody else took that away as well. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. Follow us both on Instagram. Tag us with your takeaways from today. And we would love to hear from you. And remember, love you all. And we'll see you next time when we get back up. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.